0: Tonight we take a look at the latest Star Wars news and try to determine why the acolyte isn't on the new Star Wars timeline. Then we'll discuss Andor and Ahsoka and what we like about both, and then continue our DS9 rewatch and discussion. All this coming up right now on the Writer Brothers. welcome back to the writer brothers after another week off due to a quick relocation i see some of you are in the chat we have daniel larson saying woohoo dahlia lightwood says yo everyone good to be back yes good to see everybody here and uh yeah how's everyone else doing on the panel uh, how, how are we doing corion what do we feel today oh yeah no no it's uh i know we moved can you tell like everything's different on set uh it's it's yeah no it's great when your whole life is in a trailer uh dahlia says uh, made it home just in time to make coffee i'm chilling awesome chilling with a iced coffee anyway um we have some interesting star wars news that has come out for those of you oh right of course thank you guys for catching that um we will one day have a competent show run i promise but until such time (laughs) all right so yeah no
1: it's good to uh okay chat can you hear me now do i sound as amazing as i think i did sound let us know all right john says like uh, john says he can hear me that's excellent so yeah no it's awesome to hear that um you know the, the the eagle has landed now uh, you know, I'm glad that uh, in order to avoid certain legal ramifications, uh, you know, the studio is always kind of on the move. Absolutely,
0: um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, no, man, let let's do this thing, man. I'm I'm yep. dying to get into it.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So if we could get the the new Star Wars, the latest Star Wars timeline, this is the official Disney canon. Which uh, take that as you will. Uh, I personally am like, you know, what Disney suggest. You know, you know, corporate canon is a lot like guidelines. In that you can just take it all and put it in the trash if you want. Uh, here on this show, we encourage everybody to actually develop what they feel is their Star Wars canon, and then we like to argue about it because that's what the whole point of Star Wars was about to begin with. Yes, arguing will always be a pinnacle point of fandom, and that's wait, okay.
2: You no, know, arguing is a pinnacle point of being a person and caring. We'll like, get how to that. Can I tell you how much I love star wars if i don't argue about the star wars that i love
0: right because you also and don't like, want to be one of those guys oh i just like you know it's just uh, you know go along to get along and pretend to like stuff you don't it's like no you don't want to do that either but i have met those fans being a patriots
2: fan just because the patriots are the winningest team exactly like you're not actually a good fan nobody wants that fan like People want the fans that are arguing and passionate enough to argue about it, especially intermingling. Like, don't actually throw hands, don't assault each other. That's unnecessary the and archaic. But like, the fans that are still the there when you're on a ten-year losing streak.
1: Yeah, team. man, don't throw hands. That's that's for Manchester United fans to do. Man. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, agree. Keep that in Europe, where it belongs. Come on.
0: <laughs> yeah. No.
2: But if you're the person that, like, is actually giving, you know, actual rhetoric and, you know, contributing to the discussion, like, that's exactly yeah. what any good writer wants. Any good artist wants. They're uh, like, wow,
0: a lot of I'm the sure –
2: like, Who cares?
0: We'll get into this, obviously, with Soka, but a lot of the early reviewers have managed to show that, that they're not, you know, either they're conflating their personal opinions – of a character with, you know, reasons to hate the show, or they're just not real fans, but we'll, we'll talk about that. We, we I just figured out
3: later. we're like Leafs fans. We're like, they're just, our team's been on a 10 year losing streak. We're just still kind of holding up. We're just there. Oh Yeah. Okay. Well, you I, know what? I, actually- I, I want
1: Okay. No, no, no. You, you brought the Leafs. Now I have to get involved because I unfortunately live in the center of Leaf fandom. <laughs> and i have to explain what leaf fans are leaf's fans are battered wives okay because They're they have the real, been the real sorry bunch again and again and again by that franchise and every year it's always the same thing they come, you know they they fire a couple of players they bring some new ones in and it's all like no baby i've changed come back you know and then you know they do despite every other le- every other team in the league being like, guys, what the hell are you doing, man? Leave these guys to die. And they're like, no, man. No, the Browns will get
0: a Super Bowl win. This year is the year. The Browns that's, will go to the Super Bowl. That's and it will no longer it. be an expression for taking a shit. It will still be an expression for taking a <laughs> shit. But it will only be an expression for taking that, a shit. That's it. That's the thing. Like, I guarantee you, if the Leafs actually, like,
1: honestly... We see Haley's comment more often than we see the Stanley Cup in Toronto. And when it comes to Toronto, it only comes to Toronto because one of the players on somebody else's team happened to be from the city. So, look, if it ever happens, I guarantee you this, if the Leafs ever manage to win, there will be nothing left of Toronto due to the Oh, it's going to be an absolute... The riots in the street will be ridiculous. The Philadelphia
2: Eagles for the NFL. Like, oh yeah, and same with like if the Raiders, you know, and and that's my point is like that level of like compassion is it, it it's illogical, it's nonsensical, but at the same time. Yeah. Now, it, it, it it matters. Whoa, Rick,
1: and Dahlia, to to, to explain, because she's like, sorry, I'm lost with the sports references. Dahlia, this would be the equivalent of Babylon 5 win, sweeping the Emmys. <laughs> like, it's never going to happen.
0: Right? <laughs> but, well, but, yeah. No, no, or no, Nolan it's, getting it's best picture, in, though. We'll see. We'll see. This might finally season, be the year. It,
2: it's, it's like if Babylon 5 came out with a new season, that was not only 100% true to fan expectations and original <laughs> chronology, but then also swept the Emmy.
0: Or if Star Wars yeah. sweeps at the Oscars, we're never going to see that. Yeah,
2: like- but also like sweeps while also sweeping the fans.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then just to clarify too, like, yeah, like we do like passions. And I actually, when I started being unbiased and living my life just to enjoy things, I started to find uh, certain sports ball games to be kind of fun because it was like, as a gamer, I enjoy PvP. Yes, I'm one of those douchebags. Um, But I like it for the fun aspect. I like it for the randomness aspect. And I like it for like, you don't know the outcome. Every single game I've played while I've had similar games go down and yeah, going on like a 20-win winning streak does get boring. Um, At the same time... Each game is different because you just don't you don't know what the outcome is. And that's part of the fun. Well, it's the same thing with sports. And I'm able and it was, it was like a light bulb lit up in my head. I was like, that's why people get so passionate about sports because of the competition, because it's, and it's like, okay, I could at least enjoy it. I don't have an NFL team by any means, but I at least enjoy kind of watching the game. Plus in the wintertime when it's cold, you know, cuddly up with a nice uh, wife and a beer and a, you know, a uh, uh, game is a lot of fun
3: people like
0: it yeah that's no. good um so all right so we now need to get into our big star wars news that our fans have been eagerly waiting sorry we got off on a little bit of a tangent but that's how passionate we are here and that's that's the expectation trees try to please try to be passionate if you can um moving on now to, we're moving into uh what have we got we got a visual aid that should be coming up of the new star wars timeline now initially when i saw this i got excited because i thought all oh, the the prequel trilogy's gone or the not the prequel trilogy the sequel trilogy's gone yay and then we discovered no that's just where the graphic was cut off on certain reposts so, so unfortunately it's, it's not there yeah i mean look uh corio do you have it or the do you have the visual oh the I, can, star I can wars get it up. i can get it up i can Sorry, the way um, I got my crap configured, I, if I start pulling stuff up, it's going to interfere with the visuals and uh, we, yeah, we need, yeah, yeah, let me We need me like a that. yeah, we need like a PD's privacy curtain or something to put up there when I have to change shit. Or I could just figure out a better way to run the show. That might work too.
1: Uh, well, you know. Uh, okay, so I've got this guy here and I'll zoom in as zoom in and enhance as much as I can. Yeah. Um, so you know, we start out with the Old Republic, which currently has no data
0: in it. And please Dawn toss the a link Jedi. in the timeline for the, everybody else that would like to follow along on their own hardware.
1: Uh, so, can you zoom in a bit? Uh, this is as deep as I can get it, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, that's why. But So the basic idea is it starts with the Dawn of the Jedi, which there is currently no movies of or, or what have you. But there is talk of a pending possibility. There's the Old Republic which I believe is, um, you know, a, a uh, most of the panel here tends to, to really like that era. There is the High Republic, which has the High Republic uh, novel series and the Young Jedi Chronicles, which they're just rolling out uh, as we speak, but it's kind of more of a kiddie show. There's the Fall of the Jedi, which includes um, The Phantom Menace, and... Um, Uh, Let's see, uh, you know, the Attack of the Clones, the Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith, uh, Tales of the Jedi, all of that, those pieces. There's the Reign of the Empire where we've got the Bad Batch, um, the Jedi Fallen Order stuff, Solo, Kenobi, um, Jedi Survivor, Andor, Star Wars Rebels, Vader Immortal, um, which I believe is something new coming, uh, Rogue One. Then we have the Age of Rebellion, so we have a New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Battlefront 2, Star Wars Squadrons. Very good game, by the way. Um
0: yeah, and then we have, oh, we'll get, we can discuss that later. I still oh, no okay. X Wing versus no X Wing Alliance.
1: It's no X Wing Alliance or no X Wing versus TIE Fighter. Which so I am bad. thinking
0: of streaming on this network soon because they have someone came up with enhanced textures and uh yeah, well, yeah. Since I'm yeah, limited actually? to old games anyway.
3: The t- the TIE Fighter game?
0: Oh yeah, those yeah. two, yeah. Yeah. Which
1: one were you talking about?
0: Uh, X-Wing Alliance. That's the X-Wing most famous Alliance. one because that's yeah. got the most storyline. And
1: okay. the New Republic era, we have The Mandalorian, we have Book of Boba Fett, we have Ahsoka. Ooh, now, there Boba is Fett. a piece that did get cut off, which includes the sequel trilogy. Um, that it is is there. part of the equation. It is
0: there. Yeah, no, because when I saw, this was actually the picture that I saw, and I think that, that yeah, that basically we're good there. Um,
1: but here's the trick. Inside the High Republic area, if the Acolyte was going to be released, that's where it should show up. And why is that important? Uh, because the Acolyte is a thing that
0: was never really intended to be created. But but Coryon, the 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 Acolyte fanboys have insisted that the Acolyte is happening. That it's for sure a project that it's already been made and that it's going to be done and released on Disney Plus any day now. How okay, could they not um, have the acolyte? But the acolyte's not on, you know. Just because it's not on the official timeline doesn't mean it's not coming out.
1: Okay, but I insist the unicorns are real. Uh, are you going to give me my unicorn now? Hail the flying like, spaghetti
0: monster! Yes.
1: Yeah, like it, it, it's that. It's that kind of logic. Like it's not. Look, if it's not on the official list, it's not happening.
0: And that's just it. If there's at least one takeaway from the corporate canon bullshit is that they do have consistency in what they feature meaning if it's not on there and i'm sad to see that you know kotor is on there but it doesn't matter kotor is better than anything that star wars has ever been uh another discussion for another time but it's yeah it it says all we need to because the high republic was this new era that was going to be you know the best this era ever and it's still there for some reason but their prize show it's gone but what else does this tie into does it by chance happen to tie into what we've been reporting regarding the kk news and it, it, it does it seem like maybe we've got some real life confirmation that the acolyte might not be a property that's gonna not work out and and maybe yeah, I mean, maybe cameron pasha was right again
1: yeah i mean and look i've you know i get it right people are hearing a lot of things and the best way I can describe it is look um, you know Cisco said it best there's a lot of rumors that float around in wartime right just remember it
3: cost 300 million dollars you
1: know somebody you know my only advice is you know uh, listen carefully hear what everyone has to say but you know keep an open mind you know keep an understanding look for the things that are more likely than not okay like what's more at this point for disney what's more likely they're going to release a divisive show that's going to screw up what good friends they still have in fandom as it is or are they going to take the tax right off because they desperately desperately need the money yeah, yeah. right i mean like i'm not even talking so, you know inside sources or anything i'm talking be, yeah. logic at this point, yeah, yeah. I, all I, right, I, all I, right, I, hold on, hold on. Let's catch up on some fan mail. Let's
0: catch up on some fan mail. Uh Dahlia Lightwood says maybe Disney is keeping things under wraps and keeping their mouth shut for once so their employees don't ruin it all and call fans names. Yeah, the uh their social media thing that was doing that has been dismantled. Um, and then Disney employees have done more to damage the Disney brand than any of the bad content has. Nobody is allowed to dislike Disney content without being called racist, sexist, or toxic. I that that is a very fair yeah. point. Um, Daniel Larson says, but it totally spent that huge budget and shot the whole show. Seriously. I promise it would have come out if not for, um, line. Uh, so it's right. Exactly. I think Daniel Larson, if you're saying it the way I think you're saying it, I, 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 I agree. And yes, it has been, you know, shot and they have a jumbled mess of something, but it looks like Disney's going to willow it and just send it away off to the, you know, actually it's closer
1: to, uh, the Spiderwick chronicles, which they spent actually a fair bit of money on, they developed the whole series, they got through, yeah. they filmed all of season one, and promptly threw it in the bin.
0: Yeah. Anyway, John, you had a thought for the fan mail? Oh, yeah, no, I was saying
2: along
1: the lines of what Corian was saying,
0: that like,
2: I believe this should be a Batgirl situation. Like, just like what yeah. Warner Brothers did with Batgirl, just 100% percent insurance out. And, you know, like, how, how bullshit is that? Like these multi million dollar companies can just flop and they can insurance their way out while the rest of us can't even hardly afford insurance, yeah. Yeah. let alone get actually like
3: help. Fair coverage, yeah. Yeah,
1: Definitely. or paid out. Definitely. Yeah.
0: That like, yeah, oh, sure real Stokely quick, and I know real quick uh, before... people that
1: could use uh fire insurance payouts yeah. right now.
0: Yeah. So the the news continues, and I think like if you guys want to see Disney, if you guys want to see a huge bump in numbers for Ahsoka, you need to at least tell us what's happening with Kathleen Kennedy. You need to officially release whether she's fired, retired, or leaving, or just, you know, moving on to other things. I don't care what you say or put out, but you need to put out the public releases because then the big channels like Doomcock and all the others that have huge followings will then say that KK is gone, and we can support Disney Plus because we, you know, we're gonna try Ahsoka and maybe actually try Ahsoka, and and it'll be a late bloomer show at this point. But but you know, we've given you guys the advice to get fans, and it's it's big fans ourselves. We do kind of happen to know a little bit of what works and what doesn't, and so mm-hmm. if KK was out, and not just your Ahsoka viewership, your your stock's also gonna go up too. Because let's remember, people, let's remember. Kathleen Kennedy is responsible for the biggest box office bomb in Hollywood history. That can't go untouched or just, no, it's not going to happen. So she has to be held to account for some at some point for that. And that's really what we're doing is playing a waiting game and it's all politics. And Bob Iger, you're not as smart a tactician as I gave you credit for, unfortunately, because you would have already said that, oh, yeah, yeah, we're transitioning leadership in Lucasfilm and Kathleen's been great, but uh, we just need to take the direct company a direction that she doesn't want to go in. And it's time for her to move on. Say that and people will be watching Ahsoka very quickly and your Disney stock is going to go up. Don't believe me? then fine, keep doing what you're doing. Keep you know shooting yourselves in the feet because that's what you guys are good at. Keep tanking your stock and maybe a more competent company can buy Disney and actually get us good content. Moving on now, speaking of good content, it's time to start our Star Wars Andor Andor Ahsoka watch along. Uh, For those of you who didn't watch Andor, we have decided to watch it now because Ahsoka is showing promise and we wanted to take what we liked about Andor and ahsoka and so after both of these discussions we're gonna have a little you know 10 15 minute hypothetical writers room of a potential star wars show we would like to see and then we'd like to try and do this every week as we compare each episode going forward and see what we'd like to see and maybe we'll even write out a possible outline for a you know fan script that's created by us here on the panel and potentially you in the comments if you guys contribute but we'll see we'll see how this goes we're trying a new thing for the writer brothers we can do whatever we want um but first, I'd like to catch up on some fan mail. Dolly Lightwood says, Yeah, Disney's numbers would soar if KK was gone and Iger too. Yes, I agree. I think the Ahsoka show is off to a good start. I hope they can pull something good out of their butts with the script. Yes, noted, saved for the next when we get there. Although sadly, or excuse me, Daniel Larson writes in, Although sadly, the Black Pills are already well into the n- narrative shift that even if KK's gone, nothing will change. So Star Wars is dead. A Um, lot
3: of people will come back. I
0: disagree with that assessment, Daniel, not as anything personal against you by any means. I simply disagree because that's what the narrative of certain channels that we're not going to name specifically live on air because they're just not worth it. Um, That Certain channels are trying to hold and control and direct things, you know, to a certain direction. And they think that because the corporate media is falling apart, that because people have come to them for stuff, that they're now in a position to decide what's going on, even though they have no real power over anything. These well, people just and, have a few thousand followers on a YouTube channel, and suddenly they are God's gift to the earth. Um, <laughs> and no. that's,
2: where, that's where I would chime in with the idea, like, it, the king is dead, long live the king. Like, when it comes to IP now... Like the whole thing that just happened is like, we just got the crazy king, you know? Yeah, we, we just got oh, the one that really duped real the Hail to one
0: of our longest uh, time supporters and uh, probably our first member eventually, <laughs> Nemesis of Eden. You're you great doing well as and well. powerful. An amazing whoa, Nemesis. Well, well, no, 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 not on this channel. This channel he's just a regular schlep like all of us until we get until we get status and class established on this channel and we start being corrupt and full of ourselves and telling people how to think everybody's the same. Once ne- Nemesis well, can be a member and okay. be the first Nemesis member
1: will, Nemesis will always be amazing in my
0: heart. That's well no, and on on, on the writer on the writer Brothers, the other Writer Brothers, aka Cory Own's channel <laughs> Um the Writer Brothers fringe. He is absolutely supreme god of all everything there is on the world oh, cancel because he's the only supreme burrito councilman right now. Or no, we have two of them, don't no, we? No, we've got two. Yeah. Two. We're getting there, baby. We're getting there. And That's I know true. what some people are probably going to think when they see this clip. They'll probably ignore me like they do on Twitter because I only have 500 followers. They'll probably ignore us here on the Ryder Brothers because we only have 346 subs. Well, here's the reality check for you folks. We have 346 subs right now. We have 346 subs that we built ourselves being our honest, true selves. We haven't bought a single sub. Now, I'm not accusing anybody of anything specifically, but we all watch Social Blade. We all know your tactics. You're not fooling anybody. The time is coming when authenticity and real passion and genuine human just being real is is the future. And it is. And there's there's no counter argument. There's no, well, it'll probably change. No. Lying is going away. Lying is simply illogical. You cannot build an empire on lies because if you do, you're going to spend your entire life keeping your lies intact. People say that, oh, look at these successful businessmen. They're so successful. No, they're not. They live on, a lot of them that built their empire, hurting other people, have to keep that maintained. They can't just relax and enjoy what they've built because what they built was false. Here on this network, we're building truth. We're building real people. And that's it. And that's why we are growing the way we're growing. And guess what? It's okay because one day we are going to be in the million subscribers We are going to be one of the high spheres of influence and so well I would go so far go as ahead that. and say go ahead and have your moment go ahead and down talk us go ahead and say what you want because in the end it doesn't matter because you don't well, have any would, more power than we do. I would go so far
2: as to say that the majority of like the industry creators and leaders are dead. <laughs> Like a lot of their kids took over and a lot of these kids didn't That's also part of it boys. too. Absolutely. And, and, and so to that point, like that's what we are. Like, I think it's annoying. Yeah. That, anyway. like, the easiest way for the poor to like come up these yeah. days. If you like, if you
0: like somewhat controversial rants like that, if you do like our content, please like subscribe, share, blast us everywhere because as Nemesis of Eden said, hurry up and get that cred PD i can only go as fast as you guys at this point because of the reasons i listed that we're being authentic we are growing we want people who want to be here primarily right. you know? And that's it, why it's... i'd like
2: to introduce our first book faster than the speed of love by Peter griffin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because oh. faster than the speed of your shares and likes and subscribes yeah
0: no however long right. it takes we're here for the long term and and we're not going anywhere. All but. right. So, Andor. Andor. Can we get a summary? Can somebody else please talk while I get more more while oh, I need more. War. Oh my god. Okay. So, Andor uh, Pardon me while I hit puberty again. Yeah.
1: So, Andor starts fairly interesting. The the basic concept is Pardon us uh, while we all hit puberty again. <laughs> we're we're getting a Star Wars spy thriller supposedly. But um what we see in the first episode is Andor is clearly looking for um, a member of his family, and in the process, you know, actually, here I'll I'll go for it. Five years before the Battle of y- uh, Yavin, Cassian Andor looks for his missing sister on the industrial planet of Morlana One. While investigating, Cassian is antagonized by two officers. An altercation ensues, leading Cassian accidentally killing one officer and murdering the other. On the planet Ferex, he attempts to hide his involvement by convincing his adopted mother, Marvara, and her droid B2EMO. An emo (laughs) droid? Okay. Um, And his friend Brasso to cover for him. Having a StarPath unit, a valuable piece of Imperial navigation technology, Cassian asks his friend Bix to contact him with a black market buyer. Bix agrees and contacts the buyer. Meanwhile, Bix's boyfriend, Tim, is suspicious of Andor. To improve his rapport with him, the to the Imperial authorities, Morla uh, Morla, uh, one's chief uh, inspector of security, elects to cover up the murders. However, his deputy, the dutiful Cyril Cam or Carn, is determined to solve the case. He identifies Cassian's ship, traces it to Ferrix, and learns that the fugitive is from the planet Canari. Uh, uh, in a flashback a younger uh, cassian known as Cassa joins a group of canon who uh, set off to locate a crashed ship uh Cassa uh, rebuffs his younger sister's efforts to join the search leaving her behind in their tribal encampment uh do we want the uh do we want number two as well
0: yeah, let's, let's get number two. We'll just get them both, but then we'll try to. I also forgot I, I've got general discussion up by mistake. I need to put the non spoiler overview, but yes, let's go ahead and do number two. We'll get them both.
1: Yeah, no, number two, because they really feel like one episode personally. Well, um,
0: that's the whole thing. This is one story. And that's what I'm realizing with this type of storytelling that we've overlooked is like these eight mini series, episode mini series type things, it's one story. And that's the reason why I'm starting to get angry with people that are already judging. And we'll get into that with the Ahsoka discussion. So, Tim, still
1: suspicious of Bix's relationship with Cassian, reports Cassian to Primor Security, who issue a warrant for his arrest. Cam partners with Sergeant Linus Mosk, an equally dutiful Primor officer, to arrest Cassian. Uh, B2 Emo, uh, that's how I'm going to refer to him from now on, uh, informs Cassian and Marva of the warrant. Cassian prepares to flee the planet. Meanwhile, uh, Luthien Real, Bix's buyer, Travels to Ferex to obtain the Starpath unit. In a flashback, Kassa and his fellow tribal members locate and investigate the crash ship near a massive, abandoned industrial strip mining operation. When one of their own is killed by a crew member of the downed ship, the tribe kills the attacker and quickly leaves the crash site. Kassa stayed behind to explore the ship. All right, gentlemen. Um, uh, uh, you know,
0: an emo droid. Nemesis of Eden.
1: Yeah. Emo droid. That That's, that's totally what it's going to be. Um, you know, if that droid uh, winds up cutting itself, I called it first.
0: Yeah. Um, definitely. <laughs> it was an but, interesting prop. I liked the idea, but I was like, come on guys. Why does it's okay. So I guess every droid in the Star Wars universe has to have some kind of personality now because that's just that's that we did it in Clone Wars. So it's funny all the time now. Oh, yeah. And it worked with Alan Tudyk's sarcastic robot. So it's obviously the thing we got now, We got to do an emo droid. And then what next we'll probably have, you know, another C-3PO type droid that dreams of being a housewife. And, you know, maybe we'll have an R2 unit that wants a, a career C, as a musician.
1: C3, tra- uh, C3 Tradwife? C th- C well, <laughs> you guys didn't notice, but this was definitely Conservative a Tradwife.
0: Nice. Good one. Was, um, but,
2: but the droid was stuttering. That was his major character quirk. Yeah, like He obviously had like a fear of normal people because robots are now programmed with robots are just
0: people in star wars
2: i get get why r2 had fear like that dude was a hanging out with jedi so you know metachlorians and all that yeah he he was never getting cleaned, and like they were programmed with ai so he never had his memory wiped ever and all of his data was saved so like everything was updating Makes sense, r 2 other character. Like, it was special.
3: He was an emergent being.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, R2. Even C-3PO like very clearly was in retrograde many times. Right? So like, I feel like they're trying to say that like a lot of people were negligent with their droids and just letting them gain sentience and then still treating them like droids.
1: I mean, like, I don't know. Personally, like, one, I will say I do like the concept appearance of this droid. I do think it looks good, right?
2: No, yeah. That's
1: never been a problem. Yeah, and I will actually say this about the Andor series, too. I actually really like... The, well, the setting and well, the set design. And yeah, yeah. 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 So, so just a
0: reminder, let's do our quick non-spoiler overview and then we can get into the meat and potatoes. Yeah. So go ahead, Corey. I'll continue.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I've really liked the, the appearance of everything. It looks star Warsy. It feels star Warsy. The music is on point. Yes. It, Huge right? praise
0: to the soundtrack. Cause it is a departure from the traditional Williams, but unlike the crap that was, you know, our ears were subjected to in the Kenobi crap. Um, this is good.
1: Yeah, it pays homage to the original music without um, trying to emulate it too closely. So I do like that. Um, I like the feel overall of the universe we're seeing, that this is kind of one of those grimy butthole of space locations. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I, I definitely like that. Um, you know, if we're going to be, if Andor is supposed to be kind of a spy thriller, which we knew that going in, based on the the information from Rogue One, that he was this you know, kind of spy sleuth type guy. Yeah. Um, You know, they've set the stage correctly. Uh, I think that that is, you know, where I'm at with it. I would also say, though, that if you are expecting this show to hit the ground running and drag you in in a citadel like, you know, hey, we're going to get the blood pumping and pull you in. That it doesn't do. This is a slow burn. And I'm I'm okay with that but you need to know that going in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, so already my one takeaway for this, and we'll get to it later is I do like the, the, this bit of storytelling, but we'll get into it. So for me real quick. Uh, yeah, I like what I'm seeing. Uh, feels like solid seven so far to start. Uh, the music set, the music's really helping the tone of this show. It's definitely pointing out that this is not going to be the super happy, campy crap that we got in Mandalorian season three. It's going to be, uh, well, you know, it's going to be older generation Star Wars. And it does feel Star Wars. And, you know, I did not like Cassian that much in Rogue One. I was not a huge fan of that movie altogether. But that particular character I couldn't give two shits for. So trying to want to care about him is is a bit of a challenge. And already I'm watching this episode and I'm like, all right, I think I think this was worth giving a shot. So we'll get into that more. Uh, Scogli, go ahead.
3: Yeah, so far so good. Um I'm I'm really enjoying it. Everything everything is dirty. It looks lived in. Um yeah, it, it looks great. Uh the music didn't nothing stood out as out of place in the music or sound effects. Um every all the conversations you say slow burn, but everything has weight. So, yeah, I'm digging it so far.
0: Yeah. Daniel Larson says, if you look at Andor as an allegory for the newly established commie regimes and the scrappy new rebellion against it, that was fantastic. The Gulag Ar- uh, Archipelago... its a word I struggle
1: Archipelago. with.
0: Archipelago? Archipelago. Wow. Parts coming up are Chef's Kiss. Awesome. Thanks for the anticipation. Yeah. So,
1: John, man, let's, let's get your opinion, man. What's going on? Dude,
2: for this one... I'm really bummed. I'm only listening because it seems like there's a lot of quality visual. Oh it was mostly this just for today oh, yeah, realizing that I was a little bit behind uh on the homework. And I did watch Ahsoka, and I love that one, but I missed all of DS9 and the visual for this one. But listening, yeah, you guys were spot on with the soundtrack. Like the soundtrack was Phenomenal.
0: So also, okay, like, so let's let's take that real quick. So listening to it as a radio play, how did you feel?
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like it was very visual heavy and yeah. I could hear that. Okay. There's like there were a couple of times where like <laughs> and because like the way I listen is like I cast or I watch it on the phone and then I open it and then So it's like a lingering tile on my phone and then i lock my phone so i can hear it without it being on the screen and sometimes it'll buffer and then just turn itself off and this show like 30 seconds before i noticed nobody was talking (laughs) and there was no sound and it was because it was quiet but at the same time like i i get the definition of slow burn if your definition of like height is explosions. Like there was nothing slow about this show. I was actually really bummed that I wasn't watching because like what I was listening to was exciting. I was enthralled. Yeah, like the sense of
3: weight, like if people like the expressions on their faces, it's all like. Yeah,
2: exactly. And like what I did actually glimpse was actually fun. And it's something I've always believed is that once the world has been introduced or or in this case, the universe, the Star Wars universe as a whole, has been introduced, right? Like, you can do anything. And this is so obviously like a drawn-out Ocean's 13. And that's more of a genre than a dig, and I like that. Like, in Ocean's 13, there were so many, like, sleight of hands. You had to watch the characters... To even notice that they had done something that they wouldn't do unless it was intentional. To like bump somebody. Turns out that was like a pickpocket or a drop pocket or whatever, you know? And that's watching and listening, but mostly watching. And this felt like that. This really feels like a, an Ocean's 13 in Star Wars, but its whole own explanation. Also, like, I really like the, the the Empire and the, the example of like why everybody hates the empires because they're supposed to be this like example of good order and discipline and what is their example like don't get caught, but also at the same time like the guy that was like you you just need to bury this case he was right hundred percent it was a pure shakedown by clearly criminal cops and he could tell just from the writing. And, like, for the other guy to just be so team cop because he was team cop. And, like, that's such a normal thing. So it really felt like like a really normal part of the world. I loved it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, this isn't really Empire at this point, right? We're just dealing with a corpse so far still. Well, no, but even then, like,
2: they're a corp within the empire. Like one of the big things that like we've seen throughout the major movies is that like, there is a trade federation, which means there is corporate nations or corporate States, you know? Uh, and so this is a very legitimate Area, not to mention Rogue One. We saw a very similar situation, right, with uh, where Han Solo came from, and that's what led to. All right, so i So will yeah.
0: so just go ahead and, and put the spoiler tag up then.
2: I have not even jumped into spoilers. I'm just describing the basic setting of the first planet.
0: I know, but we're, we've got timing issues. That's all.
2: Fair enough. And and in that like note, though, like so, like, one of the big things with the way Andor, the main character, is like moving. Like, they're doing the credible anti-hero. That's why I say it very much feels like an Ocean's 13. Like, he's not pushing anybody in a very, like, I'm going to kill your family if you don't back me up. But he's also, like, I did something I wasn't supposed to <laughs>
1: Oh yeah. Well, th- this guy definitely feels like a professional loser at this point, right? Like, no, not even a loser.
2: Just a like Han Solo without any good side yet.
1: Yeah, like yeah. You know, Except is- for maybe looking for his sister. Yeah, like this. This might be what Han Solo looks like without a ship or a Wookie.
2: Right? No, sure. no. This is Han Solo all the way up until he saved Luke in the Death Star. Otherwise, he was just a smuggler getting some guys to Alderaan. Literally, he, like, abandoned Luke's pissed. He's like, what? I thought we had, like, done some stuff. I thought we were friends. And Han's like, I got paid. I'm
0: good. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll go ahead and go into spoiler territory now for those that uh, that haven't seen this show yet, but we are watching it alongside Ahsoka. So if you want to oh. do the homework and catch up, we're, we're going to play nice on for at least uh, until after next week. And it's probably going to be general discussion for Andor. Um,
2: yeah, I recommend that you do because, like, A, it's actually really fun. And B, I put this one up. I wasn't going to watch it. I wanted to actually commit to a little bit of boycotting and if i didn't care at all i wasn't gonna watch it i am watching it for the show but like i want to like good star wars and i've realized that they're counting every view as a good view and that makes me not want to watch it and so now that i'm watching it you know work it works but if you want to do it for homework I recommend it. It's actually fun. It always gets any analytics
0: out of, out of me. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it it may, so may or far, may not get analytics out of you, of course. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I will say that so far it's been pretty good.
0: Yeah. It, and I like the slow burn aspect of it personally. I, I think uh, I think it's, it's it, it, if we're going to tell stories like this, then it's okay to take a little bit of time to get to where you need to go. You know, this is like. It, it, think of it you know people give so much praise to lord of the rings and well what they don't realize is one uh tolkien had other writings to get to that point and two when you embark on that particular book uh it's not action right out of the gate it is world building it is lore building and so we've gotten to a point where we're starting to watch more books on screen but it works it works for any expanse uh, which is based off of a book. It worked for Silo. Silo is the best television show ever made right now, in my opinion. Well, and not just my opinion. I think there's plenty of fact, of objective, you know, metrics. So you guys could go back and watch our old discussions. It's hands down. There, there's no show that's ever quite been able to be so perfect, so to speak. But we're not here to talk about Silo. We're here to talk about Andor, which is not entirely perfect, but it's off to a good start and yeah it's focusing more on getting me to care it's focusing on more on okay what's going on in this particular point the timeline what works and and how is it eddie art says what's up everybody how are you hope you're well yes good to see you glad to see you back um Let's see. Uh Daniel R. says, What do you mean? That opening monitor gladiator match outside back into to Bilbo's party was rad. I know, right? Like just I totally forgot to read well, the I mean, like I forgot look, to read the 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 writer's cut that Tolkien released where he just put action scenes and all the boring shit.
1: I mean, like, look, uh, don't get me wrong, JRR writes some amazing battle scenes Absolutely. in Lord of the Rings. But yeah. he also spent an entire chapter on a halfling's breakfast.
0: Like just saying. Yeah, no. By no means am I going to be one of those edge lords that uh, Tolkien was not as brilliant as. Pe- no, he was, and he had his way of getting his stories and telling it. And yeah. and, but we're not going to sugarcoat it and say, "Oh, it's so great and it's perfect." No, it's
3: it's very Oxford. <laughs> it's
0: good for yeah. a reason because there's lots of world building and basically Jackson just took that and threw it on threw what he could on screen at the time.
1: Yeah, like like don't get me wrong. Like I said, I love the hell out of it. I think it's fantastic. You know, uh, Tolkien's got some amazing stuff, but, you know, you also have to sit there and accept that he's going to take time to build world build and he doesn't care how long it takes to get his point across.
0: Yeah, this right here. This makes a lot of sense, by mm-hmm. the way. This is from a actual fan that says, by the way, Tolkien is my life's muse. So, yeah, I'm totally there with you. He understands. Yeah. That this is... Oh, hold on. Dahlia Lightwood contributes. Tolkien is a legend, but as a writer, he's very detail heavy. His books aren't for everyone, but his writing, wording, pro, uh, and prose are amazing. Exactly, exactly. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Look, you know, like I, you know, I can absolutely love a writer, but also acknowledge that there are writing choices that they make that I wouldn't personally make.
0: And that's what this show's all about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, speaking of. Uh, Andor so far has been making writing choices that are more focused on, okay, the first couple episodes, we need to build world. We need to get established because what they want to do is get the story set so they can take you on the journey. And that's basically what Tolkien did with Lord of the Rings. Just, you know, if if we were to do an actual hour-to-hour Tolkien adaptation, the first, like, 20 episodes of Lord of the Rings would probably just be exposition. so
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, it it would be like this you know, like this story crawl that never ended. Right. Like, yeah. But you know, that being said, like, look, I, I like what they've done here in Andor because they spent the first, at least two episodes, more or less establishing the worlds that we're dealing with. Yeah. Making it clear where An- Cassian's backstory comes from, making it very clear, you know, establishing the world that he's dealing with, the problems that he's dealing with that we're not going to have a bunch of Jedi running around firing blasters that when a blaster is fired, it's going to be quietly in the shadows, you know, in in the middle of a rainstorm at night. Yeah. And the individuals are going to be smart enough to run the hell away. Well, and
0: yeah. And the direction they took this show to, like I had some Blade Runner vibes with, with the, the plot. And I'm like, Hey, Okay, And the music was... That's why the music resonated with me was because it felt like Star Wars... It was felt like John Williams and Vangelis somehow did a collaboration. And so, yes, to the music artist who I don't have the name on the, uh, in front of me because I'm that good of a show yeah. host, um, the music would, is spot on. I
2: would also go so far as like that's why I bring up the Ocean's 13 part is like, I don't think it's a slow burn. I think it's a lot more of like there's a lot more going on in character development and also, like, he's not a Jedi. Like, he's also not a Mandalorian. So he's not an elite fighter, not a major diplomat. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't think that they're setting expectations for everybody to like, he's gonna steal a starship and blow up the Death Star. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. he's gonna, like major heist.
0: Oh no maybe. wonder! No freaking wonder! The music. Is by Kevin Kiner. I think I'm saying. Oh yeah, that right. there you go. Also did CSI Miami, uh, hmm. Narcos, and The Clone Wars, uh, just yeah, to name a few go. things on here. So he's had some. Uh, he I gotta say, doing. like based off of what his repertoire is, this is probably his strongest piece that that he's actually worked on because oh oh, Andy did Ahsoka too. <laughs> wow, yeah, there you go. Wow! All right, I see you. Those are no. two different styles. Like they sounded kind of similar, but they felt different soundtrack-wise. All right, so if there's anything we could say to praise for sure, right out of the gate with Ahsoka and Andor soundtracks, this yeah, is the, they're there. Oh, solid. when we get
1: to uh, to Ahsoka, I need to. There's a very specific scene I need to talk about in Ahsoka because th- this highlights the 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 sound quality. So.
0: Yeah, All so right. Daniel Larson says, I'd argue Tolkien and George Lucas will be remembered centuries from now as the greatest innovative lights or er, lights of the 20th century. Throw in Walt Disney for the trifecta. I Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Uh, Dahlia Lewis says, Book authors and script writers are two different things, unless it's a rare writer who does both things well. I have done both okay. That, yeah, Denny's great. That's where I feel my writing's at. But it's, you know, you know what you get. And I can only get better. I'm hoping to get to Chili's by my 40s and then by my 50s and 60s. I'd like to be, you know, Cheesecake Factory or, you know, uh, local steakhouse uh, grade writing.
1: Oh, dude, I I think you absolutely have the potential for at least an
0: Outback Steakhouse. Oh, yeah. Mm, Thanks. (laughs) Corporate meat. Yum. Uh, (laughs) Isn't that what they just call porn? So anyway... Uh, uh, Tolkien didn't write his books, ever intending them to become movies. Authors today, like J.K. Rowling, she wrote those, almost like from the start. Yes, Galaxia was yeah. written to be adapted to a video game. Um, Ahsoka had good music, I liked it too, Ahsoka looks so good. Oh, right, yeah, we're good to so, I'm getting ahead of myself, right. sorry.
1: Um, but yeah so, yeah, so, no, look, th- this is this is how you establish a story, right? You take the time, you make sure we understand the world, You make sure we understand the principal characters that we're dealing with in the world. And you make sure that we establish a through line for the plot to start from. Right. You don't have to like give us the whole plot, you know, whole cloth right now, but we need to know where the starting point is. And
0: that's what we got.
1: And this is very competently executed.
0: Exactly. And I don't know if it'll be as good as Silo, but Silo basically proved what competent mystery box writing looks like. And, Ooh, and, you Silo's
3: know, is I mean, a pretty high bar. Silo
0: was a good, yeah. so good uh, show, so good that Scogli went and read all of the books within like, what, a day or a week?
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm about three quarters of the way through the second one. I took a little, I took don't. a little hiatus. Yeah, oh, no, I bet, no. I
0: bet. That's why I love that show being a weekly Ooh. drop was because it was one of those that I needed to chew on and we needed some, you know, water cooler talk. Yeah, so, no,
3: um the books are great. The 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 first the first season is only like half of the first book. So um but yeah, no, the second book's even better. It's it's great. All different characters.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. We are excited to watch more Andor tonight, and of course, if you're waiting, uh, the Ahsoka is actually already dropped uh, as of, uh, I believe, uh, uh, 9 o'clock. Or no, wait. 9 o'clock Eastern, it drops. 9 o'clock Eastern, so so yeah, so it's already dropped uh, as of 22 minutes ago. It's only 36 minutes long, so if y'all want to go watch Ahsoka episode 3 real quick come back, we well, probably could, because we're going to talk about last week's show all right here we go another rant we're we're just pissing everybody off tonight pissing in everybody's cereal because well you're pissing in ours and we don't like that um if you are of the belief that ahsoka is more of the same as far as girl power tell me you're not a fan without actually saying so now let me clarify a couple of things There is a difference between simply not liking Ahsoka as a character, which is a valid opinion and will be respected on this show, and uh, just saying stuff and and conflating that with your personal feelings with with narrative. And that's what we don't like on the Ryder Brothers, is people who try to generate narrative and try to control what people are supposed to say and think. There's a channel out there that promoted Picard season three because they got early access to it. This particular channel, when Picard season three started coming out, was getting flack because they were saying, watch the show, watch the show. It's good. It gets better. And the audience didn't resonate with that. I do happen to believe that the release schedule for Picard season three played a lot into that and and that having all the episodes at once versus having it delayed like that can definitely affect certain perspectives, especially from people who do prefer to binge watch shows. And, of course, he kept saying, you know, no, you just got to give it a chance. Give it a chance. And then by the end, he was, you know, changing, excuse me, they were changing their tone to, oh, well, you know, it's all right, it's fan service, whatever. Fine. You know what? It is what it is. They I respect,
3: watched it and They loved it.
0: I respect this person's opinion still, despite the fact that they've decided to, you know, become their own version of the access medium. This person likes to say that the access media is dying. And i know right. I agree. And I've respected this person's independent business and I still have respect for them as a person. I don't attack people. I attack their stupid ideas. <laughs> this is not more of the same. This is not my girl power. Now I will capitulate this one point that yes, the timing is unfortunate. It sucks that we have to deal with, you know, the, the that, that, the sequel trilogy was what it was mary sue ray and then we're gonna do this again with Jin urso kind of sorta but not really she was just a plank of wood then we're gonna do this again with literally every other little disney project we're gonna do we're gonna do it with reva and we're gonna do it with 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 let's see who else was was our strong you know characters that that could have been so much better in the long run but weren't because of direction um well then of course too it's too everything else out in the out in the pop culture sphere, all the other shows and movies that are doing, you know, these strong women who have no challenge but they're the best ever. are. Okay. The reason why people like Ripley and Sarah Connor work is because they play to those people's strengths and they just treated them like, you know, good characters. That's what staple that's what good right. writing looks like is you don't need to worry about your characters being X, Y, or Z. They they're just good characters that people like. It doesn't matter what's in between their legs and never should. So, already, now as far as I know, this particular person that I may be mentioning and referencing that promoted Picard Season 3, they've already come out and said that Ahsoka is more of the same, that it's woke and that it's McGurl power. Tell me you're a fan without actually saying so. That's it right there. Because if you were a fan of Star Wars, whether you like Ahsoka or not, you would know that this character has a long established backstory. This character was also created by George Lucas. And it was George Lucas who decided to give Anakin a Padawan. So if you have a problem with Ahsoka, you can take it up with George. Yeah. We also have a new character, new Disney characters, two new Disney characters, Sabine Wren and Hera. Again, if you haven't watched Rebels, then you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know that Hera is an established motherly character. She's actually one of the most feminine characters in all of Star Wars right now. She just doesn't look like it because we're now seeing General Syndulla. We're seeing empty nest Syndulla. Hera is not so much strong and independent because, oh, she didn't have any kids and had a career. No, no, no. In Rebels, we see who the children are. And we see that she kind of did have a a husband in that situation. Rebels is a very excellent story if you a of those family p- story if you're a misfit yourself and you have a family of misfits it's a very beautiful story about a misfit family that works and Hera was the mother General Sindula is an empty nester she doesn't have the team anymore she has bigger responsibilities any general or admiral that I have met in the real life military they do have personality but they are also very sharp. Actually, not just generals and admirals, captains even. They are still very sharp and to the point when it comes to being professional. And that's what general. That's what you know, Hera. We see Sabine. It'd be
3: nice if the if the show would hint in some subtle or just simple way, or like anything at all, as to that her having that sort of relationship to Sabine, because it didn't. It does did not impart that to me. It's like she's a purse, they, they they're friends.
0: Well, and and we'll see what gets established on that as we go because it does again, this yeah, like Andrew has a slow burn and, and we'll, see the, add that we'll, we'll see how we'll see how the story goes. goes. I, right. And that's and just th- it. We're gonna give our the honest- ma- the
3: main plot point of the yeah. show. It's like I I I've never heard that character's name uttered in relationship to Star Wars
1: ever. Wait, Not even
3: who?
0: once. Which character? Ezra, oh, Isaac? Ezra. oh, yeah, oh, well, Ezra? Uh, Ezra, from
1: Rebels, man. I, yeah, I guess so. Oh, you he had a lightsaber.
3: It? That's all I know about
0: him. Oh, you didn't watch Rebels yet? No. Oh, awesome! <laughs> so, like one of our viewers, Dahlia Lightwood, you're going into this completely fresh and with a new perspective, and uh, well, not a not a new no, perspective. There's, there's a...
3: absolutely not a glimmer of any information about these characters' relationships beyond Sabine being Ahsoka's Padawan?
1: Um, Here's what I'm going to suggest, though. I don't even
2: remember Sabine being Ahsoka's Padawan.
1: Ahsoka, uh, okay, Sabine and Ahsoka's Padawan relationship there is new, okay? For okay. the record. Now, yeah. that all being said, I personally feel if you don't watch Rebels,
0: you are cheating yourself out of something wonderful. Maybe. Well, maybe, it, it, maybe I, I want to point out that art needs to be able to stand on its own. One of the reasons, true. one of the reasons that the dark Knight is one of the greatest movies ever made. And, and the best Cape movie to date is because it's also a standalone film. No way home. I didn't see the last two Tom Holland spider-mans before I went into it. I went into it with my grandparents who haven't really hardly cared to catch up with the MCU. They loved and it. All, it. Made everything I loved it.
3: Made- perfect sense we understood the relationships exactly. it doesn't take much like
1: well it depends i was thinking on the like i can't
3: remember if it was covenant or prometheus terrible movie but yeah. if you're talking about this character and you're like oh apparently he's important they don't really yeah
0: they yeah.
3: kind of gloss well, next... over it and then the next scene she's just in her quarters and it just pans past their wedding picture and you're like oh okay
0: Yeah, and I think it'll be better explained in the follow-on episodes, and that's why I have to tell people, like, look, I will be the first to admit, because I give honest opinion, if the show sucks and it doesn't do what it's supposed to, we will call it and hold its feet to the fire and say, yep, turns out it was more of the same after all. But not until we've seen everything. You are still wrong to jump to that conclusion two episodes deep. And that's, yep, there's no watch. argument that you can make to excuse that. And so that's what I'm and it, done with. Well, Here's
2: the big thing for me with all of this. Why are you watching entertainment media
0: and giving up? Like... I know. I get, How many I of think, these channels have said I'm so done mean, with X, Y, or Z and are still, you know, reporting Star me, Wars not anyway? You, not you,
2: Parker. I'm talking about people that that are like,
0: like, I, I watched
2: Ahsoka and I remember holding off watching other people's opinions, but I did see their taglines and I was like, okay, so like more of the same, but like same of what? Because like Mandalorian's pretty good. Even season three, like, one of the bummers about it was the hack and slash episodes. Like, the other episodes were fun. The parts that were consistent and coherent, really awesome. Same with, like, 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 I I feel like Ahsoka has that really, like, bummer reality of being between Book of Boba Fett, Obi-Wan, and season three of Mandalorian, but, like, also Ahsoka has the benefit of being after the bummers of those three shows. Yeah. Well, simultaneously, the the animated series, like, the only reason I personally haven't watched Rebels is because I don't have Disney+. Plus, So, like, I have to go and watch it myself and find it. And the big thing... For me is that like those shows are growing because they're the ones that like get the least oversight and so they're not getting micromanaged into a group project yeah whereas well, like they have a central director like there's there is an element of dictatorship that is absolutely necessary and I think that is a director Max yeah. Like, once you go to, like, director plus director plus the group as a whole, and you're still a super authoritarian dictator, like, that's tyranny, and it leads to the traction. Yeah, actually, that's a good point, and that's a good point. at the very least let's remove some hands
0: yeah so that's why jj abrams was able to climb through the ranks as fast as he did was because he was a very good people manager and he was very easy to work with and and treated people with dignity on set even though you know uh, content speaking he could still use some some work but that is what it is but i have to give credit where due that on set and all the backstory videos it just shows this genuinely nice guy who's happy to be there and wants everybody to be comfortable doing the scene and then he's given direction like his directing style as far as on set it got him to where it did and he played the ted lasso card so i'm just you know there there's there's things that you can take away from from jj and not just hate on him all the time but that that's that's you know, hard to do. So we're gonna go ahead and go ahead and get into spoiler territory. So if you haven't watched and you want to mute or whatever, this is the time for for well, spoiler talk. There's not really a whole lot to spoil because, like Andor, good. it's just yeah. world
2: building. Well, I think when it comes to JJ, like one of the big things is I think South Park hit on him and his character the best. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I like, agree, but he
2: this, keeps getting asked to yeah, save things, yeah. and he's like, guys, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to make. Whereas like James Cameron. Yeah. That's the dude that can
0: save things. Yeah. I mean uh, that a Okay, guy okay. Is- yeah. So John, you yeah. haven't seen Rebels?
1: No.
0: Yeah. All right. So Dahlia, if you are ready to see the backstory to Ahsoka, there's a whole bunch of stuff to watch for Clone Wars and Rebels and all that. And and so uh you might as well because sometimes with our reviews that we do on this show we, we have it like i said one of us will read the book first one of us will read the book later and we're kind of already in that situation because now you two can review it from a perspective of just judging the art by itself without context and as i cool. said that is a very important f- feature of storytelling in my opinion and that's what matters the
2: other cool fun feature i just finished clone wars for the first time
0: okay so you've got clone wars knowledge, but no Rebels knowledge. And yeah, I have, so I have
2: for me, like, my either, Ahsoka a is, a, like, the way I see it is a lot similar to, like, how people didn't like Anakin. Like, the older fans of Luke were, like, Anakin's a whiny baby, and it's like, yeah, he got more screen time when he was younger. Chill. Right? And, and same goes for Ahsoka, but, like, this new, like, the thing that I'm really loving is that Ahsoka is the first good guy that we get the full story of. From childhood, important childhood. Like, I don't care what anyone was doing when they were under 10 years old. Like, especially if you weren't a Jedi. Like, even 10 is too young in most cases, but Jedi start around 10. And even then, like... Ahsoka's star is like the apprentice star. Like, I don't even care about her in Jedi daycare. Like, that's just too young and useless information. I've got my own child. I don't care about her childhood in that context. Everything else, though, we've seen, and this is the first time where we're getting, like, a legit middle Jedi Knight. And not, like, middle-aged. But like, uh, this is like a, a like a she's a she's basically
0: years. on the verge of masterhood. Like that's she's almost that's that's where she would be at right, as but far she's as age.
2: Still a tutor because she had Anakin and Obi Wan as her masters. So like that's like any other Jedi, they're hitting masterhood at 45, 55. She's hitting it at thirty five. Uh,
0: no, 40. still about forty five if you do the do the math on the timeline because this is ten years. This is about ten years after well, don't want to give spoilers away for rebels at the moment. Yeah, but and she's, on top she's of that, her, she'd be in about her forties or 50s. now, of course the Togruda uh aging could be very different than humans. So I, you know a Togruda to in say, their forties or fifties could still be oh a thirty okay, year so old.
3: Like,
2: as far as like the appearance I'm getting. I'm getting like twenty-eight. Yeah. Um, if that seems off in terms of, like, total years on screen, makes sense. If it seems off in terms of, like, I, that's, like, the character vibe. Like, I'm not getting a 45-year-old in terms of, like, maturity and wisdom. I'm getting more of, like, a 28, 30-year-old.
1: Can, can I say for the record, though, how amazing Rosario Dawson looks? I, I will say that. You know. I will agree yeah, with that in I, a second. But
0: I want to point out that that age and wisdom uh, are just numbers, bro you know i know be, but
2: i'm talking about in terms of reference points like i've met people who are older than me that don't, don't have their early. shit
0: together so that no, doesn't no, mean no, anything
2: same i've also then met, what are like, you saying five-year-olds that look 45 because stress got them because of the military
0: okay but i've also seen like, people not learn anything from that stress and they just you know it, it doesn't no, mean no. And i've
2: also seen the wisdom of that stress as well so like general reference point, average reference point, because, you know, I'm talking to the general audience, the average audience, if you no, know. And so that's why I'm like pointing out these ages, like I'm not attributing true wisdom. I'm not attributing accurate wisdom. I'm just attributing general qualities to these age points, just so that we can like actually generally, estimate who we're judging because like if we're judging a 28 year old her character flaws can be better otherwise if we're judging a 45 year old her character flaws need to be more limited and measured and at the very least her response to them needs to be better because like I kind of get the vibe that she's more of like a younger Obi-Wan like Obi-Wan after the war age right Mm -hmm. now Like I feel like, if anything, we are getting a second chance at Kenobi with a character that we got more time on screen with. And it's actually working very much in her favor. But again, I still think that she is... Like I mean, yeah, she's
1: technically younger. Isn't Kenobi going on? Kenobi's dead. Yeah, at, at this point in history, the Death Star has blown up. It's about three years after... The destruction of the second. Death I think they said
0: six, to six. Well, anyway, it is after. Yeah, the three to
1: six, somewhere in there. It takes place
0: yeah, about the are. same time as Mando. Yeah. That was oh. the question.
3: Asked you. I have no idea where
2: where yeah. this is. Yeah. Okay. So I still give her the, the like the twenty eight to thirty five. Yeah. That's the character. The, the, the long and short of it is she. You know, that I'm judging.
1: If yeah. You the, the long and short of it is though she's seen a lot in her time. No, no. And, but I mean, I mean, more weathered it well, right? Yeah, I mean more in terms of like
2: compare and contrast her. Am I gonna compare and contrast her to old Obi Wan or Kenobi Obi Wan, or am I gonna make? Kenobi Obi Wan
0: is a valid comparison, I think, and I think that's something we should definitely.
2: Yeah, Obi Wan or Episode Three Obi Wan. you say his
3: name like that.
2: I
0: would say she's about at the same area, roughly <laughs> as Obi. Kenobi Obi Wan. I think that's ah,
3: that's... Uh, that should be the thing. It's just Kenobi. The character's name Kenobi Obi Wan. Kenobi Wan. On.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there's Kenobi Wan and then there's Obi Wan. No, um, it's it, but no, I mean like the, the uh, Kenobi's such a letdown. Like they did such a great job portraying PTSD and having him have to overcome it and that should have been the focus and actually they shout out to the nerd portal life form
1: frustration shout out
0: to the neardtorial lifeform for making an interesting point on Twitter about that the Kenobi story should have really just been Luke gets captured by bandits and he has to go and save him and so we focus more on like the the character building between that and just not have Vader <laughs> and them um interact and I like that idea as well I didn't mind the <laughs> fights personally <laughs> But totally it was pushing him
2: as the brand like as the wizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: of yeah. This moment. isn't in a Kenobi discussion. This is Ahsoka. Well, no, You've got it, that's the funny part,
2: is I think it is.
0: Well, like, I think Ahsoka is what Kenobi should have been. I'm gonna wait till all the episodes are up before I say anything that crazy. Um, because it could also end up just as bad, if not worse, than Kenobi still. We don't oh, know.
1: Um since we are in spoiler alert, can I just shout yeah. out? This is the first canonical time in uh, live-action Star Wars we've gotten a Sister.
0: That could be Ventress. We'll see. And we also might have Starkiller as the Inquisitor. We'll see. Um, I will like to point out, though, that regardless of your feelings of Ahsoka, uh, if you truly are against the KK regime of what happened, I would think that you'd be celebrating the fact... That a George Lucas original character is now front and center again. T- again, tell me you're not a fan without actually saying.
2: Well, see here, Burger. That I think is exactly what you just said. Like this could be Kenobi worse. Yeah, like you and, and, know, and, and None of us are cheering that on. No, none of us. Absolutely none, not. Not, not on him, this but, channel and, anyway. And also, like that's why I say I think this is, I, and I'm hopeful. That this is like, again, like House of Cards... <clears throat> excuse me. Like House of Cards was season eight of Game of Thrones redone. Like it, it brought back a lot of fans and brought back new fans. Or not House of Cards, but House of the Dragon. Um, and, and to me, this could actually be a... Kenobi reimagine because, like, I think one of the things Andor really showed everybody, and so far is showing me, is that like Star Wars is ready for slow burns. We need some more world building, like, like, season two of Mandalorian was amazing. The anthology, the just bounty hunting, like, we need the side quests. Yeah. And I think Ahsoka is the perfect time for that time for like actual, um, expansion because like, she's not a Jedi. She's not a master. She's not a,
0: yeah, we don't entirely know what she is. So
2: yeah, exactly. She's like, she's not an evangelical. She's not trying to get Padawans. She's trying to find herself still because the world has been chaos, right? And I think that, like, this is the chance for them to do what Obi-Wan was supposed to do, which to me was more just like a sheriff wizard. Like, everyone's like, hey, you're not supposed to mess around in this town. There's this guy that doesn't like it. And you just watch Obi-Wan slowly become old Ben, the crazy wizard that has always made Luke's town a small town in a galaxy far, far away. How
0: about this, John? Instead of doing a Kenobi comparison... Let's go a little more original and let's take what we like about Andor and Ahsoka and let's think about what we might want to see in a future Star Wars show. We got about 15 to 20 minutes to play with this then we got to do DS9. Um, All right. Go ahead, Cory. I'm going to
1: hit it off here. I have been saying this from jump. I really want to see a Dawn of the Force Style story where we have the first Jedi, right? I would actually love to see it as we have two characters.
0: Oh, real quick, I gotta interrupt. The first Jedi better be a, a trans disabled woman of color, or I ain't watching. This is gonna be okay. Bad. Then don't watch, yeah. No, right. um, <laughs> uh, what I actually would like is two of them, and I would like, I, I can actually
2: do the trans disabled woman of color. Really easily, it's a mostly cyborg.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: It's been re put together with half AI, half human, and it's a super intelligent AI. And so okay. the yeah, and, is and the midichlorians
0: different. are just a bad program that went totally wrong. I love where this is going. No, all right, no, no, Midichlorians aren't a bad program. It's okay. That's
2: the human spirit that comes out because for the longest time it, it has just been an AI yeah, controlling yeah, this yeah.
1: cyborg. It's, it's Coryell's turn. Sure. Okay, so real quick, what I want it to be is actually two characters. Um, you know, their gender, race, everything doesn't really matter so long as they're friends. And they happen across a discovery of um, a Rakan artifact that can teach them the Force. Okay? And they go about doing it, and they, they're they working together, and eventually they hit a point between the two of them, where they have a deme- they have a, an opposite viewpoint of how the force should be. One's going light side, one is going dark. And what winds up happening is, what we're really watching is the first lightsaber construction because it was constructed in anger. And, you know, the first major fight between the two of these guys. And the Jedi not wanting to fight and the Sith determined to win.
0: I'm thinking a working title of the first Jedi start, Yeah, just in response to the last failure. That wasn't yeah. the last failure.
1: Yeah, now that's what I would like to do, but guys, let, let's hear what you guys have got.
0: Well, I,
2: I like working off other people's ideas, and so like in... To Corian, I, I ask a few questions like, Hey, what technology are we at? Are we um, at intergalactic without the Force?
1: I would like say... so far, the Force has been more like the Han's Force, where it's, like, luck. So, here's what I would like. I would like that um, faster-than-light travel is still doable. You can get across the galaxy, but instead of taking days, it takes years. Okay? And, like... What has to happen, you know, because I want to keep with the lore and that hyperspace they they developed it by watching the pergil. I need would to actually be at a
3: place to be able to construct a
1: lightsaber. <laughs> well, yeah, like Fairly you know, advanced. it has to be that. And, and that's what I'm what saying the object is, was yeah, and what I'm saying is what I'd like to see is, you know, faster than light travel occurs because they like set up a lure to get some pergil there, and then they watch where the pergil is going and follow it. And that's how they're doing hyperspace. Is they don't have the capability to navigate it cleanly yet. Everything is still the the technology is still not perfect.
0: So it basically turns hyperspace travel into like old wooden sailing ship style of like you have to rely on. Yeah, so we're talking like yeah. I've uh, got an idea for a Star Wars fanfic that I will I will share at a later so, time.
2: So, so here's my so technology is like Treasure Planet.
0: Yeah, like it, it's
1: it's still like I guess the best way to put it is we're seeing the hints of where Star Wars technology is going to go, but it isn't there yet. And there might be like one
2: or two people that have it because they are geniuses, and the Force has yeah. aided them in their construction. Like Anakin was it. A genius mechanic given freedom, Absolutely. he probably could have done so much more. Exactly. John, I already
0: like that. I like that. I like the idea of the first force users basically traveling by hyperspace with force shield. Something about that seems like an ability that should exist, and then, right. And then, be and then probably be the reason the hyperspace wars happen. But then, of course, they can't use it anymore for some reason. So so we
2: have a lot of really, like, good stuff already coming from Corian's idea because, A, he wants to start at the beginning. B, he wants to describe where the beginning of technology was in relation – because, you know, I asked. And so, like, to me, I think, like, when we do these ideas, it's better to just, you know, let somebody start the pitch and we build it like that. So, like, to me, I think that the two Jedi should be two best friends – And I think this is where we should get another Obi-Wan Anakin story, except instead of them being father-son-esque, like as much as they were brothers, they were way closer to mentor-mentee. And, you know, technically that was their job, which is a a completely different dynamic. Whereas best friends fighting
3: each other. The mentor is the one that goes to the dark side, and the younger (laughs) one is like, no, this is wrong. Well, I get this vibe that we can actually do,
2: like, a, a uh... oh, man, it could be really cool. We could do, like, an Avatar Zuko-style experience where, instead, the Jedi is the one who goes on a holy crusade. He's like, I can finally stop evil. And so, instead of him using, like, you know, like, all of the Jedi powers, instead, like, He's going out trying to perpetuate this good. And the dark side guy is like, no, we're supposed to keep this to ourselves. And he starts getting way more internal and starts like getting this green goblin relationship with the Force, where the Force is whispering back to himself. And that's where he starts really getting into the passion of keeping it a secret for the uh, Sith.
1: I kind of like where you're going with this, where it's like, Inside the light side is a little bit of dark. Inside the dark side is a little bit of light. That could be interesting to play with because what we could do, because my initial plan was to have them be, you know, like brothers or friends or whatever, right? Like really, really close. And their mentor is not a living being still. It's like a hollow recording um, virtual assistant, right? And we can see that the VI, like the virtual assistant here. It just answers questions. Dude, it no, doesn't okay, have any okay. girls attached really to it. At all.
2: Great, really great idea. So, open, these two are on a pirate ship and they are getting Jack Sparrowed on, like, just like in Kotar, the first planet is like an island oasis, and that's where they find the devices. Yeah, yeah that's cool. basically where I want it to take place. But all they have, there's no hologram, no visuals. All they have is the tapes. And so they're both listening to them together because it's their radio. But they're marooned because these are like two 10-year-old, 12-year-old kids that just got dropped. Yep. We can figure out a reason later. But like that's why they're stuck there. And there is no getting off. There never was. They were legit – maroon and they accidentally stumble on the force and so it's their bedtime it's their story time and they're educating themselves only to this translated like this machine that they have is reading it out loud to them and it's just translating what it's got the data
3: and they could still leave that completely in the dark as to where it came from and And it's completely gray
2: There is zero tone from it because it's all translated monotone. Like, and the force is decided by metachlorians, which are among all living beings. And some beings are attributed more metachlorians due to the way that their bodies have adapted over time. Yeah. And like, you're just, these kids are listening to it because they literally have nothing except for the ocean and this.
0: And actually, so when they're acting what I, it out, they're
2: like,
1: what if I could be the voice?"
2: And it actually, turns out.
1: What I think we should consider is adding in two droid characters that are supposed to be like, um, that are there, because that gives each of our main characters someone to talk to about their opposing viewpoints and build that on screen. So for example, you know, the two droids are getting to sit there and, you know, one of them eventually goes to the other one and is like, I'm really worried about, you know, like, you know, Kid A, because they're really getting into like the, the the they've withdrawn from everything. They're getting into the serene space, but they're forgetting to do like important regular day stuff. And the other one's like, I've got a problem with the other one because, oh my God, they're turning into this little monster and I don't know what to do about it. One nanny droid,
2: two voices that keeps the record files can yeah, I keep
0: swapping versions. them? Yeah! So, hold that's on, hold doing. on, hold on. We're talking about a show that's the origins of Star Wars, and I put one in the you know one of my working titles, Star Wars, you know, the, the beginning, <laughs> right? right? Right. Okay, right. I think I've actually got a good title for it. Flashpoint. Yeah. The origin of, of Star
1: Wars. Yeah, and I think uh, what they're eventually going to wind up doing is, between the two of them, they're going to eventually realize that they, they do have the capabilities. They've learned enough force craziness to be able to get off the planet, but only if they work together. And it's so hard because of these two diametrically opposed viewpoints. No,
2: I think I think that's the worst part. They yeah. get off because they're always best friends. And it's nope. not until they finally get to civilization where the separation becomes clear one yeah. is like i'm going to stop all the bullies ever and the other is like no we need to hide this we'll be cast out for being I,
3: I really like the idea of, having, the, oh, the dynamic of one being older and the other being younger and your idea john about the one going on a holy crusade sure. being like for goodness for the do the things right we're going to Justice to the thing. It's the older mentor. He's leading the way, and he gets overzealous. And right. that's I the think it, I think it should be the of the And he eventually goes sick. I got it. I got one. it. All right. All right. Hold
2: on. It's, it's got to be thirteen and ten year old. Younger and older. Older is the one that keeps it a secret because older was present when mom and dad showed signs of the force. On the ship, mom or dad, mom and dad, whoever you know is on the ship that got them marooned. And that's why these two kids were cast out. They're like, We're not dealing with witches. And so they burned the parents and left the kids because they're like, there's they're just children. And so older brother is like hide the powers. Younger brother is like,
1: I'm a hero. Dude, I love that. And I love that they, you know, the characters that we think are going to be the Jedi and the character that we think is going to be the Sith, it's actually the opposite. They flip it. Right? Because the overzealous
2: nature of being the hero. And I think the I'm gonna go ahead and put spoiler alert back on for now. Well, so I think we do it that way because like one of the things that they actually have the benefit of is the true the 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 true explanation. Of the metachlorian. So, like, 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 we, we, the art of war, for example, is one of the greatest examples of how to run war. If every, like, if Alexander the Great had the art of war translated and he could read that, he would have literally never lost anything ever, right? Because it was so logistically accurate that it still exists. Alexander
1: didn't lose anything, he died because he got drunk on bad booze right but but that was that's part of the art of war
2: which is maintain your body like yeah well true good general is a healthy general and 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 that's all part of it and i think that's like one of those things that like old texts some of the texts actually knew the most logical ways to do things and what if there was a logical path to doing the force and that's what yoda knows but Yoda also knows that trying to explain that to anyone is ridiculous, but also explaining that to anyone is an answer for super dark side ninjas everywhere, right? So first, like, obviously what we're going to see is a rise of these overzealous, you know, practitioners of the force. So the dark side wins first all the time, right? But then the light side... The one who is hiding it from everyone, he's actually been slowly gathering a tribe and slowly doing to me the thing that I've always wanted. This is where I want like my desire for the show is Qui-Gon's definition of the Jedi, which is that most of them are small covens on every single planet devoted to organizing and recruiting all the force sensitive people into one spot so that the only people that are interacted with are the educated journeyman level Jedi, the Knights, the ones capable of maintaining the chivalry code while the Padawans and the apprentices and everybody else is hidden in- Is sheltered
1: to be safe, yeah.
2: And also safe from you. So you're not constantly like, watch this witch kid or let me scam this witch kid or let me use this witch kid for my plot to rob the bank, right? So, like, that's what the other brother's doing. Well, the other brother, one brother is, like, starting the Roman Empire, the and, and like, the the Holy Roman Empire, the Catholic Empire, right? The other brother is slowly starting these covens that encompass every planet, and that's why there's always this continuous fight. Yeah, yeah, we got to
0: stop going to derail the discussion because don don Don, Don rangers power has showed up another great supporter of this channel and of course uh my work personally as well Uh, and a huge uh another big star trek fan but of course his fandom is you can probably figure it out a huge power rangers fan i do enjoy him sharing his passion and while i'm not a huge rangers fan myself um you know, we don't like, power ranger. Nice. I think you like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, here's what I'm going to say about power rangers. You may not like the show, but you cannot help, but love the music
0: that comes with the, iconic. the song, yeah. the theme song. I can rock out to and It's iconic. And I can, like I said, I, I, I recently watched some of, I think some of the clips that Don shared with me on, on some of the other stuff. And I'm like, Oh, it's like The Simpsons. It, it's intentionally more... Chi- oh, I was taking this show too seriously.
3: Oops.
0: <laughs> but no, it's also... It, it teaches fun, you know, good values. And of course, you know, kids get into it and it's a lot of fun for the children and that's really what it's about for that show. Um, yeah. It's a good good first step yeah, into pop culture.
2: I feel like I would have enjoyed it more as a kid if I wasn't told it was the devil. Because, you know, most of the yeah. shows on television were the devil because... Yeah, I wasn't allowed. No, to dude. Honestly, I've been learning a lot about Satanic Panic, and apparently, like, just it was just easier to call things the devil so that you could get your shows back. Like, I feel like our parents abused that for remote control power all the time. They're like, this is the devil. I'm gonna watch the football game.
3: Yeah, so some of our friends, they're like, their their kids, they weren't even allowed to have a TV in the house. They're like, no. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch very yeah. many shows. And I then was a lot of these very, par- very, very, very conservative. But yeah.
2: why, though? Because, like, when you look at it now, you're like, okay, yeah, it was, like, well, scandalous. Yeah. And you could have just talked about it and been like, this is scandalous. Because, like, that was the worst part, is r dad actually took the time to do that for all the shows he liked. Like, he's like, this one's rated R, but I like it. So, like, I'm going to explain why all these things are happening and sorry, you're going to watch it and I'll cover your eyes for the bad parts till you're like 10 and then get over it. Like, that was so much like the energy. So to me, it's just like,
3: you could have done
2: that with everything. And you just kept using the devil as an excuse to just not.
0: Hey, quick question for everybody in the chat and on the panel. What's the difference between modern day woke culture and satanic panic? I'll, uh, I'll wait the religious overtones it's the same thing it's just the ideology because as our brilliant and wise panelist corion likes to say is as far as the extreme left and the extreme right as they get further they they actually come back around and meet because they end up having more in common with each other because they're both totalitarian idiots and and so it's actually like a ring I love that you
2: credit that to Corian, but that was a hundred percent part of the declaration
1: of independence convention. Like the discussion is actually. So, so, that, like- John. So what what you're saying is I was one of the founding fathers confirmed.
0: I would yes, definitely not. I would not be surprised if it turned out that you're Jefferson this whole time, and I'd be so <laughs> giddy as a schoolgirl, like, "Yay!" I, I, I can see it now. Like,
1: you guys have me like there, and it's like, "Let's see who you really are." Yeah, and you pull off the mask. Like,
2: King of oh, England. Yeah,
0: it's Jefferson, third, yeah, the greatest president who ever lived. Killed this first national bank, and you know why did you free your slaves as soon as you should have? You were ready to give him up at the and, declaration, bro. And I'm all bro. like, I and would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you young kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> you for damn kids and your virtue signaling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh. You
2: would have gotten it away with it too if it wasn't for my young kids.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Now, fear is a powerful weapon as we have seen throughout the last, well, pretty much my entire existence was, you know, covered in fear porn and we're finally trying to break through, but, but then, you know, we have,
2: that's the funny thing is like, it has always been a thing. Literally never has fear not been a major thing on the major media. It's a primary driving
0: force of propaganda. Well, no, it's, it's what
2: sells fear sells, but like. All of us kids stopped buying because we had so many other options. Like, video game, I'm going to get so freaking scared playing a video game sometimes. And guess what? Didn't learn about any real people dying, so I didn't also get sad. Like, I didn't learn about any major chaotic event. I just watched the entire Raccoon City turn into zombies, and that was terrifying. And... I don't care about them because they're not real and I don't have to care. So like I get my fear elsewhere. So then when it comes to the media, I'm like, where's the things I can contribute to? Oh, nowhere? Because small municipality government does nothing. All right. I'm just going to go back to watching my fear porn, which is fun video games.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right. So. Let's start take, let's tilt our, so we have our, I think we're agreed that Koryo's concept is probably going to be the one that we want to build our little uh, hypothetical Star Wars show off of. Uh, I've got a great one about a Star Wars fanfic that I wrote, which I'm going to share with you guys privately, but we could save that for later. That's a whole nother thing that I'm not ready to disclose on this channel openly just yet. Um, Dude, I'm not reading
1: another Slash Fiction.
0: No, no, it's not Slash. It's 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 just, you know, it's every Star Wars fan's dream come true. That's the best way I can describe my Star Wars story. Because
1: straight up, man, Wookiee Love is pointless. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I think what I definitely, I, I would definitely uh, hire Kevin Kiner to do the music for our show. He's already, uh, I, I'd probably pick either him or uh, the guy who did the solo soundtrack. That one was also really good. Uh, if the script was good enough, we could convince John Williams to work on it. <laughs> That's probably not going to happen. Uh, but I really would hate for a dial of dumbassery to be his last, uh, uh he, he, dial of box office final. failure to be his final score. Yeah, no, that doesn't, we don't need that. So, uh, real quick, I'll catch up on, on some of the, the comments here. Uh let's see, what do we got? Dale Larson says, Yes, unlike the marbles, this kind of delay is a sign of confidence. Oh, <laughs> that just be random shit. Don Don says, speaking of Ahsoka, despite mixed reviews and reactions, I'm about to watch the latest episode on Disney Plus, so you don't have to. LOL. Hey, let us know how it is, no spoilers. Um and uh okay, yeah, we're caught up. All so right. yeah. So I think our premise so... is origins of the force and the Jedi and the Sith. Or as yeah. I've got, as I've now got, our working title changed to Force Point. So no, I
2: think I think it's actually a, a fun twist on it because we're saying that the Jedi started out as this evil, tyrannical empire, propagated by the idea of doing good in the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all, right. Doing it
0: all right, So much yeah. that they were
2: squashing yeah. everything.
0: Yeah. Now, part of this exercise is to take the good stuff we like from both Andor and Ahsoka and try to apply what we like so far. Into techniques we'd like to see going forward, so that's why I've already touched on the music. So one of the other, say, add something, contribute something well, else you like from either Andor or Andor or a Asu- and or Ahsoka. Oh, so
1: what I think part of it needs to be too Ahsoka, is Ahsoka Wal- Andor Andor.
0: No, damn yeah. it.
1: Um, I mean the key is going to make it to the the key difficulty is going to make it feel Star Warsy, but Star Warsy in such a way that. Um, you know the technology still feels new. The galaxy still feels young. Um, that things still feel lived in and grimy, but new technology at the same time. So we have to have that kind of mix of like it's a grimy looking butthole ship, but you know you go into engineering and you know like there's this new piece of hardware in there that lets us you know attract Pergil to be able to jump to a different spot. So you know, there's new pieces being put in play with the old gear, right?
0: Shit. Uh, sorry. We're still talking Star Wars. Daniel no. Larson brought up a thought. Okay. So we didn't touch on this. Where are and Ezra zoomed off to at the end of rebels. It looks like it was a whole nother galaxy. And it also looks like that's where we're going to be going in the story. And so, yes, uh, Daniel Larson, I did want to touch on that because Star Wars theory, uh, which I am a fan of, and I respect wholeheartedly because of, you know he and I have a similar approach to you know how to do fans and whatnot. So I I respect the guy entirely. That's why I made my uh, parody of him was was totally out of love and respect. When when you know he made his little parody about Overlord DVD, which was funny. I thought I thought it was hilarious to do satire. So I satired him back as a friendly response. But he has an interesting point, and I like where he's going. Is that it's possible that Filoni is just going to get these characters to a new galaxy and we're just going to move on. And that's, that's going to be exactly new Star Wars I'm stories.
3: sure Dave said that publicly.
2: And you know what? I, and I think that's there's a lot of that's the beautiful precedent of things like the Marvel Universe. Like, one of the things Stan Lee did is he numbered his universes. They're weird. Like, the main universe is 634 or something like that. Right? And that's just how they accept it. And, and and Star Wars, so that means that like Star Wars, because there's precedent, like he has the chance to do this stuff. And I like that, but man, does it get chaotic if you do it a lot? Like look at Rick and Morty, look at everything everywhere all at once. Like it's it's just pure chaos if you have this be like a regular MacGuffin. Like these, even Back to the Future spun out. They were like, we got to go back, back in time. And then it was like, back, back in the future, back, back in the future, 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 future. Like it it, it was just, to me, it was chaos. And it could have got worse. It didn't, fortunately, like they just stopped bankrolling it. But I think if they're going to do the multiverse thing, like it's got to be a one-time glitch. Because if it's not, it's just exotic because then you can just bring all these characters over there and pretend like they actually did have backstory now or but yeah,
0: anyway. there's any number of ways that we could take this and there's any number of ways that they can either retcon or move away from the sequel trilogy and moving away from the galaxy far far away at this point and maybe having versions of heir to the empire take place elsewhere you know there's it it, it still leaves us with the star wars that we want to follow and that's a, that's, a, that's where it's like okay we love everything up to the original trilogy episode 6 and then you know watch Mando season 1 and 2 and then probably just go off with Ahsoka to to a galaxy far far away again. A, a galaxy far story. far far away. Uh, yeah, far away. Far away. It's, it's, far it's,
3: it's,
2: branch. it's a branch in the timeline and I'm fine with that. Like you know I'm fine with taking that branch but what I'm saying is commit to one. Don't take me on a full tree tomorrow. Oh, I'm like, that's I'm that's not I'm
0: not if if if, jump if if Ahsoka's as good as it is and we stay in that new galaxy and that's where our new star Wars goes forward. And we have Ahsoka, you know, original trilogy inspired star Wars. And it's just like, Hey
2: guys, we want all their technology. None of the rules. You cool with that? Yes. Well, and yeah, that's that's the other thing with the new galaxy, new new rules
0: could also apply new physics, new anything. Yeah, exactly.
2: And that's what I mean is like, that's your exit. That is how you do a solid anthology style exit. But if it's like, we're going to also jump into this other claymation world, it's like, please stop that. You have to earn that. That's 100 episodes in. That's 400 episodes in. That's not next week in, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. That's what I hate
2: about those the, those episodes, like the multiverse episodes where they're like, oh, we, this was fan-inspired, and it's all just somebody's crayons.
1: Yeah, I mean, look i do like the I'm idea just... of
0: bringing in oh sorry oh, i was before. gonna say did anyone see the milky way when they pulled up the galaxy map because i didn't think to look for it but i'm now thinking about it like because i'm just thinking in relative distance to the milky way are they going to be in a galaxy far 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 away or are they just going to be in a galaxy far away and that's going to probably come to our gonna be the galaxy. title is they're either going to add another far or they're going to drop one
3: come to our galaxy
0: or that's it yeah it's in our galaxy and they're they're ripping off my fan fiction which is entirely oh no dude (laughs) i I
1: want them to like travel okay if we're gonna go like balls to the wall stupid i want them to like travel to this new galaxy and find like space orcs from warhammer 40k
0: yeah, so to like, clarify... Like,
1: let's just let's just get, like, Tyranids or something in there, man.
0: Yeah, so to clarify real quick, Dahlia says it's, new, it's Star Wars, but with no Jedi, no Sith, no lightsabers, different tech, different physics. Why not make it a series? So I think different physics is all that I was getting at with the new galaxy. It would still be, oh, yeah, we have lightsabers, Jedi. It'll still be Star Wars. It'll just be, now Star Wars is not going multiverse. We're going... Inter, not intergalactic. We're going interuniversal between galaxies now. We're
3: I, I think it's bigger. kind of a metaphor for like we're just we're just leaving that behind. Bye, bitches. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, bye, it's, it's bye, more bye of a metaphor, I feel you know.
1: Yeah,
2: which yeah. is what I—that's what I'm saying—is that's what I hope. It's like I don't think it becomes like this MacGuffin that becomes regular, but also like in doing that, we have this other chance to see a new version of the force and all that stuff. Cause like what I was just thinking about as I walked away back to Corian's idea is if we continued on that line of like one Jedi starting covens, even covens break. Oh
3: yeah. Yeah. This happens in the other galaxy. One
2: one guy starting like Catholicism, even Catholicism. Oh God. Catholic
1: Jedi. Uh, (laughs) Oh fudge.
2: No, I mean more in terms of, like, Crusades. I
1: mean, they're definitely Sith, by the way. This is a Rogue Council episode, but all I can say to you, my friend, is it has happened before. Yeah, I know. It currently is happening. It will happen again. Exactly. And so to my point is, like,
2: anybody with enough power to be like, I am a god, let me use my godliness to change
3: the world. They're going to turn into the Inquisition from uh, the the Imperium of
2: Man. Exactly, and so like that's to me like where that goes. But then the Coven person and the Catholic person—they both all have Protestants, right? They all have sex and variations. So like it's very possible that with this dawn of the Force, we have the Jedi and the Sith, which are the two general extremes, like the Republicans or, or the conservatives and the liberals, if you will, the selfless and the selfish. But then what we start to see is all of these introductions of other versions in the paradigm. Now that we've got the two general big sides, right? We've got black and white. Then we start seeing the different colors start to appear and we can create them. We can have like the Protestants of this Sith Jedi team. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's not, let's stop right settings. there. Stop
0: right there, please. Let's not make this entirely like based off of Christian theology. I think Mm. if we're going to go this far, we're going to have these kinds of breaks. Not
2: theology. Not theology. Pacing of events.
0: uh, uh, Okay. Okay. Stop interrupting me, please. What I'm trying to say is we cannot make this about just entirely the Christian history at all. It's okay. I kind of like using the Catholic idea and making bad Catholic guys or whatever. But we need to consider broadening this to all faiths. And maybe have like a Hindu style sect and then like a That's Buddhist what style I was sect. Yeah.
2: That's what I was trying to say. Is like these guys, it's okay. like one of them is segmenting literally nation by nation, planet by planet. He's just starting little covens and then running away. And then starting covens and running away and starting covens, he's a wanderer. The other is starting like a Jedi temple religion. And in that religion, it starts to segment because some of them are like, "That's kind of empirical," and the others are like, "Yeah, so we're gonna go, yeah, just missionary." And they start to run into the covenant. and so we start seeing these like more, I'm not trying to regulate anything. I'm more just talking about segmented.
0: Yeah, it's and just so that was, you started was with the you started possibly. with the Catholics, so they just start to the Protestants. Like, oh, we don't want to make this like a Christian Only, origin allegory. It needs to be an all no. faith inclusive. No, idea. only
2: as associative in describing the segmentation. Okay. Not associative in terms of like trying to tell any one story. Because I don't like that. I I, yeah, and that's the why the I brought up what I said was cool. just to
0: just make sure we're more.
2: Because to know. me, like the Jedi story is basically the Avatar, but everybody's an Airbender and a Firebender. <laughs>
0: Daniel Larson says, and with all this Popish speak, that's my cue to leave. Have a great night, you guys. Catch the rest of the rest later. Thanks for tuning in, Daniel sure. Larson. We'll uh, hope to see you next week. And, uh, yeah, we got the last 20 minutes out. Dahlia Lightwood says, there is way too much political and religious sexual ideologies pushed in modern media anyway, and it's like wokeness. It's killing media because people want escapism, yeah. not boring human drama.
2: Not at all what I was trying to push. My goal was literally trying to use those as a demonstration for, like, the structural fabrication. Right.
0: And, and I but understand the that actual
2: but, story events I would prefer were more like to me. I think we would just watch flashbacks of these kids on the island and this is how they grew up. But what we're actually watching is as they nah, are I
0: don't want to do flashbacks. I'm already against that. We already have that. And or we've already done that in Star Wars. We do that with Mando. We do that as every everybody's origin story. I think we, we, need we can do command. it.
1: We can do origin, and then we can do... We can do time jumps. Yeah, we can do time jumps. Okay, what about, like, accelerated
2: educational montage? Yeah. Like, the kid's life stuck on the island. I don't want it to become, like, a Lord of the Flies experience.
0: It'll be like Lord of the Flies for three or four episodes, and then we can start either getting off the planet or time jumping. Or at the very least... Actually, you know what? I'll capitulate. I'll capitulate. I want the first couple of episodes to not be flashbacks. I want it to be, this is the origin story. This is where it started. Now, if episode three or four, we want a hard jump, you know, 20, 30 years into the future to the where you're saying that all the different versions of Jedi and Sith sex or whatever they want to call it, should come up with original names, whatever they want to. Yeah. Yeah. There's like multiple factions. Hold on. There's multiple factions. And it's then it comes so, down well, to make... Something awesome. uh, can I finish, please? It comes down to creating a two-party religious system of you're either Jedi or Sith, and we can make it an allegory for control by creating such silly archetypes, and yet the origins of the Jedi, it's like multiple sects and factions, because, well, you know, the whole point of spirituality is it can open up to religious interpretation. And that's well, what it actually... It
1: Oh, dude, I got a great idea here. As we move along the time jump, what would be interesting is is at some point, the two groups that like the two diverging opinions stop and go, you know what? We should all be working together for the betterment of everybody. They come together, and the Jedi philosophy and the Sith philosophy and the other multiple philosophy, uh, yeah, and like the other schism philosophies are two philosophies inside a larger order of force users. And it becomes a, you know, it becomes more like a difference of opinion for a little while. Like a, this is just how we go about things in this side of Schools of, of magic. World. Yeah. Yeah.
3: If, what if- the College of Winterhold. Yeah, we got the, the, these guys over here. We got those all there. They all come to the table. What yeah. if, what if, what it is, is it these
2: two kids writing these Hyperforce things right and as they do it like they're skipping time but the world around them isn't yeah. oh right? sorry i also wanted so to point they out they another thing and yeah. seeing what they've accidentally
0: dominoed yeah and then sorry to break real for quick for fan mail uh, Don Don power rangers want to let you know so if you guys are fans of bob barker and are sad that he passed away which yes it is sad. He you know got the closest to 100 without going over um <laughs> but don 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 says uh, we got a Price is Right special tribute this Thursday across CBS and Paramount Plus in the States with an encore airing on Labor Day. So if you are a fan of Bob Barker and you want to pay tribute or be a part of that, that's where you go. So thank you, Don, uh, for tip. So yeah.
3: How was that? The Price is Wrong, bitch!
0: <laughs> no, the, well, pri- the Price was Right for him to ascend into whatever comes next. All, all I'm
1: going to say uh, is this. I was always taught as a young man not to speak ill of the dead. And be, with that in mind, I will say that Bob Barker was a human being. And that is all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got to know more on that story then because uh, I, uh, whatever it is. Or or are you a Happy Gilmore fan? Is that what this um, is? No, is, oh. I'm a
1: Toronto Zoo fan. There's a whole thing with him. I've never heard that. Oh God, man! This was a street fight, like you wouldn't believe.
0: Well, I'll have to look into that because, well,
1: that's news to me.
3: I'll check it out.
0: Yeah, that that should be interesting. But no, I mean, it's not like he like you know was involved with the island of that guy that didn't exist, as far as I know. No, no, no. Uh,
1: This is this is more to do with. Okay, straight up, here's what happened.
0: The Uh, truth is better than 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 saving face.
1: Than ambiguity. Yeah. Look. Toronto Zoo had an amazing, uh, diverse amount of animals, and one of the things we had was a very successful um, pack of elephants that was thriving. But it started getting up there in age, and we lost a couple in short order. Well, Bob Barker blows into town and decides this is a perfect reason why zoos should be zoos are terrible and shouldn't exist, and campaigned through ridiculous money. At getting the zoo to get rid of its elephants. Now, I spent a lot of time hanging out with those elephants. (laughs) I loved going to the zoo. And just watching them, I would sketch them. That was my favorite animal for a long time. And this dude comes into town and takes my animals away. So now, yo man, first, they should have neutered him. Second, (laughs) they neutered him. Second, (laughs) we should have tagged his ear and tossed him into Africa butt naked and see how long he lasts. Because every one of those animals that he insisted they get, they, they return to their natural
0: environment passed within two years. Oh yeah. No, they're not, they're not. Yeah. They're domesticated. uh, So that dude, like I said,
1: you know, I'm not going to speak ill of him. No, no, it's not ill me. to
0: speak the truth, and that's just it. I, I hate that we built a society of oh, they were so great when they were alive. Like when Michael Jackson died, that's when I was done with the hypocrisy. When there was like oh, he was such a great singer, he's so good. Literally last week, you were wanting to nail him to the freaking wall because you thought that he may or may not, which by the way, none of Jackson's, you know, misgivings with children were ever confirmed. The jury's still technically well, out on that. Just saying. He, um, but there was he, all of a sudden, you know, oh my gosh, Michael was so great. No, Where was, well, all of a sudden he's not, where you know, was trying that, to bang the, children? Where, What's going on here? Well, no. I think it's, it's the big thing of,
2: like, trying to, you know, virtue signal, like, your feelings. But I think the biggest answer to it all is like, separating art from artists like yeah art is awesome and if you don't like the artist so much that it taints the art that's a thing too Yep. if it doesn't awesome even the ambiguity is just a bad taint yeah like for me kevin spacey like i just i used to like a lot of his stuff now you that's
3: all you can think about when you see his face now and it's just like eh.
2: Well, yeah, he's. And, well, and especially because he used it. Like, he tried to use that character to his court defense. And I was just like, God, that's grotesque. You know? Yeah. So, well, like, he technically me, just, was like, found innocent. Kind of, it happened,
1: but, like, it, you know, like, Tom Cruise. Hey, I he was, was, no, I he was found not guilty, not guilty. Not guilty. But innocent, that dude is tainted things. beyond belief to me.
0: Well it, it
3: doesn't no. matter. It, well, it, it does, but it, like I'm just gonna say it doesn't matter whether they're guilty or not or wherever, but just just when I see Michael Jackson and when I see Kevin Spacey, that's what I think about, and it just ruins it for me. Yeah. Fair. Yeah,
2: and but like for Tom Cruise, that dude is wild. A lot of the stuff I've heard about his character, I do not like in a person. No, but I've watched every mission impossible. Love him. I like the Jack Reacher movies that he was in because it's so funny that he was cast to play a 6'5 dude. Yeah, right? Favorite joke in the universe. I've watched the movies many times because of that. So, like, for me, it is literally just, like, <laughs> how you handle yourself so far, you know? And I think when like the thing is, you know Kevin Spacey was the fact that, like, he actually used his characters to real life. That's gross.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's just, that's why when it comes to people like, oh, I don't want to speak all the dead. Like I get that obviously don't, you know, piss on their grave or whatever, but the truth is not speaking ill. And anyone who says otherwise like, Oh, well you shouldn't speak all the dead. You know what? If you're that afraid of the truth, get out of my life. I don't have time for it. You know, we, Fair we, enough. I we, mean, we're, we're basically, yeah. Truth writer brothers. Just basically. Both <laughs> yeah. Out.
1: Look, I mean, I stopped short of my, you know, my personal opinions
0: on the matter. And I think that's
1: the way to deal with it. But that's it, a valid,
0: right? that's a valid complaint. That is a val—that that is valid animosity that you expressed because yes, heard it heard was a stupid before. environmentalist, not, you know, oh, we're going to get these elephants out of captivity. No, you just killed them. Good job. You got them obvious.
3: all killed. Good job. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. No, the price was wrong Ignorance. for you, Bob. Yep. So. And, and no, and I don't think that, you know, that tarnishes the rest of who he is, but that's just the reality of what he did. And that was his actions and results. And so to you, Corione he doesn't get a candle lit in your life and he doesn't really get that's one it. to me because I don't really, if I don't know people personally, and a lot of this is jaded because, you know, when my mom passed away, it's, it's like, you know, she died at 47. So when I hear, oh, a celebrity died at 80, I'm like, that's sad because yeah. they died, but hey, they made it. Um, Yeah,
1: I mean, look, there are some, and look, there are some actors that have lived a long time. That, You know, I am sad to hear them go, if only because I will never get another opportunity to see their new work from them. Agreed. And that's sad.
0: Agreed. Yeah. No, it's all it's all different. Depends on who it is, what it is. Like, uh, you know, the day Weird Al dies in like a hundred years, that's going to be a really sad day.
3: There's been been a couple musicians that you you get a real deep personal connection to. It's a little different sometimes, but generally speaking, yeah.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, because of Gilmore's like what, like music.
3: children of Bodom, Alexi we were the same age. We struggled with the same problems, and you know yeah. when he went, it was
1: like, oh mm. uh, yeah, it, the, it's like when when David Grohl dies, I'm gonna be inconsolable for. Oh, uh, like D-
0: David Gilmore passes on the the lead singer and guitarist of Pink Floyd. Oh, that's gonna just be rough, Ugh, yeah. man. And yeah, so I, I mean be-
1: as as it is, look. Uh, I don't know how many people know this, but, uh, David Grohl actually is losing his hearing and that's going (sighs) to be terrible, right? sucks.
0: All right. We are down to the last bit. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, give our thank yous. I want to thank everybody who showed up in our uh, chat tonight. Dolly Lightwood, Don Don Power Rangers, uh, Media using your channel. Nice. Uh, (laughs) Daniel Larson and I believe Eddie Art showed up for a second. Good to see you too. I wanna say that was everybody tonight. And if you're lurking- Oh
1: no, we had Nemesis as well.
0: Nemesis yep. popped in. Thank you. And uh we appreciate you guys, whether you're lurking, whether you're watching on a replay, if you like this content, if you want to see us grow, welcome back, Dahlia. We're just saying goodbye. If you want to see us grow, please like, subscribe, share, all that stuff. We are gonna continue this uh special exercise. We didn't get to DS9 tonight, but hey, guess what? Neither did John. So that means for next week, it'll next be week. it'll be yes, Ahsoka episode three, and or episode three. And DS9, episode three and four, of um, uh, season four. Um, so yes, that is that is the rest of, of this week's homework for those who want to follow along and get into it. If you like what we do, like I said, please consider following me on Twitter for now. We don't have a Writer Brothers Twitter, but we do have a Writer Brothers open group Facebook page. Please find us on Facebook, on the Writer Brothers. Join the group, share the memes. It's a good time. Uh, we, we just, it's, yeah. And we, of course- we
1: talk about incredibly dumb stuff. So, yep. I share all my
2: favorite memes.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Pretty good at it.
0: So, again, uh, thanks for tuning in tonight. And of course, uh, like I said, we'll be back next week. So any final thoughts, anybody?
1: Uh, well, Dahlia Lightwood said, may the force be with your little long May the long force be with you.
0: i York, the writer, i see you when I see you. This has been a presentation of the Ryder Brothers Tuesday Night Live Show. The Ryder Brothers. If you don't like us, we don't care.